0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, featuring 340 shows with a stable of former players and local media personalities. Check us out today at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information, and with me as always...
1: What up, what up? It's me, it's me, it's Lukey e. C, a.k.a. The crockpot. pot What are we talking about today, my man? Today, week six recap, week seven preview,
0: couple good minutes on college football, and I am going to slide something in at the end Ooh. that I have not told you about. Oh. Before we get into week six... The NFL and college football are in full swing. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. All right, so a couple bad weeks. You hit last week. I we'll didn't. Say, I know I hit. Couple, but just the overall, a couple bad weeks for us. We were way ahead. Now we're five, five and two for the season. Not great, not terrible. I mean, we're 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 hitting more than half of the time or we're not losing more than half of the time I think is the way to say it but enough is enough free money picks are back this week I have a pick and a bonus pick I got two Ooh. I got two picks this week but I'm gonna I'm go ahead going and read
1: that's right I'm gonna let you go ahead and go first what you got this week I'm looking at uh, a big game this week a couple undefeated teams wow. uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Tennessee Titans I like the Titans plus one and a half. Uh, I know the Steelers looked real good last week. We'll talk a little bit more about that, I'm sure. But um, I'm going with the the Titans plus one and a half at home. Home dog versus the Steelers. I flirted with that one. I really liked it. There's not a lot of great
0: ones this week. Mm -mm. Uh, Last couple weeks, there's been some really juicy ones, in your words. But not, not a lot of great ones. But that plus one and a half Tennessee at home was a nice one. I'm going with one this week that I love. Cleveland Browns. Minus three and a half at Cincinnati. I love that. I think that it's a bounce back game for the Browns. I think Cincinnati's going to be a little bit deflated after that collapse last week. They're a young team, young quarterback. Burrow's still getting hit a lot. And it looks like Joe Mixon's banged up a little bit. So I like the Browns. Minus three and a half at the Bengals. Bonus pick. If you're feeling lucky, Pitt Panthers. Plus 10.5 at home against Notre Dame. Notre Dame was not, was not great last week. Pitt's a 3-3 three and three football team, but I think that's a game that they're going to get up for. You know me, I like home dogs. Home dog getting 10.5 against a not great Notre Dame team. So take Pitt, Panthers, plus 10.5 at home against Notre Dame. From game spreads and totals to team... Player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, let's get into Week Six recap of the NFL. Best win, who
1: you got? We talked about it. it. Was the game of the week? It's the Tampa Bay Bucks for me. Came in there and just you know went went down 0 uh, early, and then from there on out, it was all literally just all Bucks. Uh, that defense, man, they got after they got after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they just couldn't they couldn't do anything after that those first couple of possessions. Just couldn't move the ball. It didn't. I mean, it's looked like the Packers' last couple of playoff games, especially last year versus San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they couldn't do anything. Tampa Bay had five sacks, eight tackles for loss. I mean, thirteen QB hits, and the defense had two touchdowns. So, I mean, it's just from start to finish, Ronald Jones looked like the real deal. Um, <clears throat> 113 yes, thirteen yards on twenty-three yeah. carries. Yeah. Brady, I, I really don't know what to make of him. Seventeen to twenty-seven, one-sixty-six, couple of touchdowns. They didn't need any more than that. Gronkowski showed up. I don't yeah, know he did. how often <laughs> he can be that, but uh, eight targets, five <laughs> catches, 78, 78 yards, and a touchdown. And they ran that like they ran that vintage play that uh, that New England used to run all the time, where he starts on like the left slot and then runs all the way across the field yep. and catches it uh, between the, the the right hash and the right sideline. Mm-hmm. And you know, I watched Brady throw that ball, and I was like, oh that. That throwing motion didn't look great, but he just kind of floated in there. And you know, Gronk looked like vintage Gronk. So Evans is like a decoy at this point, right? I mean, we're just—he had two targets, one catch for ten yards on two targets. I mean, it just appears that if Godwin's if Godwin's going to be there, he's going to be their number one guy. He just looks like a uh, like a decoy to me. But yeah, back back to Brady. Um, I mean, he added eleven point four total EPA, 3.0 on the CPOE. So. But like I said, they didn't need much thirty eight ten there for the Bucks. So that was my that was my best win.
0: Two things on that they got one of those offenses where I think, you know, somebody different every week is going to kind of step up and and have a have a big day. I wouldn't sell Mike Evans yet, uh, but I hear you. He's not getting the the target share that he has in the past. But I think we'll we'll see some little fantasy bit fantasy wise.
1: I'm just not sure you can trust him. I maybe, mean,
0: maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start him. You know. I'm going to start him if I got him. I don't. But if I did, I, I would still start him. You, you know, he's the kind of guy that can, you know, go for eight catches for a buck 60 and two tutties. You know what I mean? So, that yeah. I, I don't know. And the other thing there that I think was huge, you know, we've talked a lot about the amount of turnovers that's happening right now in the NFL from quarterbacks, interceptions. Rodgers threw his first pick of the season for a pick six, and then he turned around and threw a pick on the very next drive. So something was
1: two picks within three three attempts or something yeah
0: something that Tampa Bay saw they were able to exploit it he, he Rodgers was probably the only quarterback that was worse than Baker Mayfield on Sunday so i'm sure we'll get into some of that but for me best win i i knew you were going to go with the bucks i had a feeling mm-hmm. so i the bears the bucks i think the chiefs on Monday night was was a good win. I think the 49ers, they're all in contention. 49ers beating uh, the Rams. I'm going to go with the Bears. I think them winning at Carolina 23-16 was, was a really nice win for them. I think the Bucks and the Niners were at home, right? So I I sort of devalue those a little bit. The Chiefs' win was good, but I don't think anybody expected Buffalo to beat them. So the Bears, to me, a lot of people went into the week not really trusting the Bears. I don't know coming out of that game if they trust them anymore, but I think that's a good win for them against Carolina. And Carolina was my trending up team last week, so that gives the Bears a little bit more value in my book. Nick Foles played okay. He accounted for two touchdowns. That that offense just seems to be... More in rhythm with Foles. Um, I, I like what he's doing. The defense, It was a defensive and special teams battles. I kind of like those games. The Bears forced two interceptions. There were six field goals combined between the teams. It was a good win for a team that people weren't sure about against a good team. So I'm going to give the Bears the win of the week.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have much there. But, yeah, that's a good win um yeah, i think Carolina's surprising some people and Chicago's definitely surprising some people first place in that division so yeah so let's go worst loss who you got so it's the cleveland browns um they were your must win of the week last week they were my trending up team and i uh also i had trending i had tampa trending down last week so a little, little reversal here for for all of it um but uh just just gross from from start to finish couldn't you know Baker throws the pick six right away, and then that sets the tone for the rest of the game. They, they uh, you know, they, they can't really get the run game going. Their offensive line is owned up front. Let's see, they mustered 75 yards of rushing offense and 165 yards of passing offense. Baker got hit eight times, four sacks, had to come out of the game. Too many shots on his ribs that were sore, but uh, you know I'm not making any excuses for him. They just just pretty gross all the way around. Miles Garrett, I mean, they did a great job on Miles. Uh, doubled him quite a bit, but you, you couldn't get pressure anywhere else. He got to sit back there all day. Just bad, bad all around. We mentioned Baker 10, 18 for 119 yards. He did throw a touchdown. Had two picks. Had a 5.5 QBR. So just just bad. Definitely not trending up anymore. <laughs> I think they they got their their schedule lightens up a little bit here in the next several weeks, but you know they they gotta they gotta figure out what they're doing at the, at that position, the quarterback position. I, and I I saw a lot of stuff, a lot of people banging on Stefanski, and I, I'm not I'm not real sure if it's. I mean, they just out executed us. I don't know how you can take anything away from the game plan. I mean, they just they were in our backfield all day. Ben got to sit there all day by himself and and just pick us apart, blown coverages all over on the James Washington touchdown. That seems to be a weekly trend, at least once a week for for this team. And you know, so I, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I don't think uh, I don't think much of the blame goes to Safansky. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe because the, the team didn't look ready to play. But I think they just got outclassed by a better team. You got anything on this one, or oh, you want to just give oh, me your I,
0: Oh, I do. First loss. <laughs> I don't feel any differently about the Browns today than I did when we recorded last week. I I told you before the game that I thought you would know within the first five minutes. I went to my boy Sugar Shane's birthday party the night before, and I basically laid out exactly how that game was going to go. The Browns have a formula for success. We know what it is. They jump on teams early, and then they run the ball to hold the lead. They turn teams over that they force to be one-dimensional. I just don't feel any differently. That's a big brother situation. I know I kind of went on my little rant last week about how this was Jim Trestle and, you know, we had to prove it and and all that. But I didn't expect for us to go in there and and beat them. Did I think that we would play a little bit better? Sure. But at at what point, you know, once you get down – you know Stefanski stepped up and he said that he did some things that he he learned some things he probably wouldn't do in the future play calls and and things like that it's a young team it's a losing culture they're trying to change things I, the the banging on Baker Mayfield and you know folks getting ready to you know trade him for Matt Ryan or you know people looking at you know mock drafts although i do love Kyle Trask by the way i'm i'm so Super infatuated by his size and speed, but and he maybe could be a second or third round guy anyway. uh, I'm not looking at mock drafts, I just think that we got to this is a work in progress. This team is going to continue to get better. They very well might make the playoffs, they might not make the playoffs, but I think you know, Cleveland fans we have the most chicken little fan base in the world. The first Sign of adversity. The sky is falling. Too high on the highs, too low on the lows. So I just I urge everybody to take a step back. We're a four and two football team. We've beat a couple of teams that are. We beat one team that's good. We've beat the rest of the teams we should beat. So you know, let's just uh, let's be realistic about who we are, where we're going. We're going to win nine. We're going to win eight, nine, ten games. I mean, we're going to win eight or nine or ten games, and we're probably going to make the playoffs. And what's going to happen when we go to the playoffs is the same thing you saw week one against Baltimore and what you saw against Pittsburgh. We're going to get absolutely blown out, and the difference is there's not going to be a game next Sunday. So we're going to have all offseason to sit there and, and bang on Baker and the coaching staff and all that. The team is going to take time to get better, and that's it.
1: Now, so, I agree with, with everything you say. With everything you said, you know, we—I don't—I personally don't feel any different about them. It's just that, that this was the worst loss of the week, just the just by the way they looked and everything. Like they just, just couldn't do anything. But I totally agree with you. I think before the season started, if you said four and two, I think everyone takes that. Yeah, they do. You know, I think every single fan that was bitching yesterday or or, or Sunday was is taking four and two. As far as the quarterback goes, I mean, you got to see some kind of improvement at some point, though. Uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I'll say on that. I, like, I, looking at mock drafts or looking at, you know, talking about Matt Ryan or you know, Cam might be a free agent, Dak might be a free agent, you know, maybe Derek Carr is on a block soon. Who, none of that stuff matters because, like, those guys, except for maybe Dak or, or Cam, are the only ones that are making a difference. Like Derek Carr, does that make you markedly better? You know, Matt Ryan is he a much better quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, but does he's 36 years old next year. Like, so, I mean, I I totally get it. It's just right now you're kind of in the middle here where Baker's going to be the quarterback. It's just, just how it is. Cam was pretty stinky on Sunday too. Look, he's uh, coming off COVID. I, I hear you. Okay.
0: My, my, the point I'm making here is, I, you know, I knew that we were in trouble when I woke up Sunday morning and I had a text from you saying we're going to win today. <laughs> I said, "Oh man, this guy's in for." It. Bro, <laughs> in that's for that's it? every that's the Sunday tilt. That's every Sunday. You know, I, that. I knew it. You know, and I hate to say it like that. It's just that's a team that that's sort of Jordan and and the Pistons. Um, that's a team that we are going to have to get over the hump with. And we're just not there yet. So my worst loss of the week is, is not the Browns because I expected the Browns to lose. I think when you look at worst loss of the week, it's a team that you expect to win. I think the Patriots or the Vikings are the two candidates here. I'm going with the Patriots losing 18-12 at home against the lackluster Denver Broncos. Cam was atrocious. Cam was absolutely atrocious. Drew Locke wasn't any better. I mean, there was four interceptions combined between those two quarterbacks. Neither team scored a touchdown until the fourth quarter where Cam got a, a, a one-yard rushing touchdown that had to be reviewed. I mean, it wasn't Snip even... His fantasy day. It wasn't even close. There was eight field goals combined in this game. You know, this is a game that contenders win, period. I think if you're... I'm talking more to Patriots fans right now. This is a game that contenders win. This is a potential sign here that the Patriots dynasty has ended, frankly, as quickly as it began. I mean, I think that there was still some hope with Cam coming in early on in the season that this team was still going to be good. I just remember this Patriots dynasty kind of creeping up out of nowhere with Drew Bledsoe getting hurt and a young man from Michigan coming in and, and starting that dynasty. And it feels like it's going the other direction right now. It's our first time under five hundred since October two thousand two, so a very long time. Look, I'm not ready to sell on the Patriots yet. They're just there's some there's some signs
1: there. Certainly some signs. So let's talk trending. Who's your team trending up? So it's a team that I wasn't real sure on at the start of the year, obviously. That's why they're trending up now in my eyes. But I'm, I'm kind of a believer. I, I took them in the uh, ad read here. It's the Tennessee Titans for me. They are the eighth overall team in DVOA. They have the third-ranked DVOA offense. Uh, defense leaves a little to be desired as they gave up some points there. But also, did you see Vrabel with the with the extra – the the 12 throwing the guy out there just brilliant just brilliant he's like you know and then you know the guy even he, looks at him what's was brilliant is that he faked being upset about <laughs>
0: like he's he's kind of a scumbag you know what i mean oh, but, he, he is but he's for not sure but he's he not right sure. he is but he is and i look i like Vrabel. i think he's a good coach so he learned
1: from the scummiest yeah for sure so uh so yeah but i mean like you just you just don't see many guys making that that decision like that, like just in the, in the flow of the game, you know, you're trying to win a football game and you don't have no idea, you know, a lot of stuff is happening. And just to have the wherewithal to just throw that guy out there and say, Hey, let's just get him moved up. We're going to save about 40 seconds of game clock by doing this. It's just, that's, that's next level stuff. Like I said, the eighth, uh, eighth overall DVOA, try to pull up their schedule here, but, um, you know, Tannehill, certainly I thought he was going to regress. And I know it's only been what they five and Oh five games so far. Um, but man he he looks he looks good and you know big matchup this week and then uh you know well, they, they
0: get the they lost Taylor Lewan. I think that's a big loss for them so No it
1: is it is for sure but then they get the Bengals at the Bengals and uh, the Bears the Colts and then the Ravens and the Colts again so schedule is not not super tough but uh I believe right now they're the two seed so yeah cuz they're the only other well, only other undefeated team in uh, in the AFC so you know, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm buying in. They're, they're trending up for me. Who you got?
0: This category's been the KOD, the kiss of death, for me three weeks in a row. Every team that I've picked here has hey, turned Hey, I them both last week. <laughs> yeah, has has turned around. I almost picked the Steelers just because of it this week. But <laughs> just my luck, I would have got that one right. I wanted to lose to Tennessee this week. But uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers, believe it or not. You know, we've talked about it a couple weeks in a row. They're getting healthy a little bit. Jimmy G looked better, certainly a lot better than he did the week before when he got benched at halftime. He threw three touchdowns. He you know, I think they Shanahan did a better job with script and you know, got him comfortable early on. He got back to running the football a little bit that I think helped him out. They got athletes everywhere at the skill positions. They really do. I mean, Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk. Dude, George Kittle is – he's, he's just so good. I mean, he's, his hair is – his hair is as bad as he is good at playing football. <laughs> I will say that. I'm not ready to give them a playoff berth or anything like that. But, you know, that team, they could have packed it in after the first couple weeks and just kind of said, okay, we're not going to make it. We're banged up. But they're continuing to fight. And, then, you know, that that's not a great division – you know, I we've looked at their schedule. It's kind of up and down. The crazy thing is with all the injuries right now, schedules are changing weekly. I mean, teams that you know could have been a, a tough game sometimes they 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 aren't anymore. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to give them a little bit of positive. Say they're trending up. Not ready to give them a playoff berth yet, but I like the direction that they're going, and I like what Shanahan did to get Jimmy G back on track a little bit there.
1: Big couple of weeks for them. At the Patriots, at the Seahawks, at home versus the Packers, at the Saints, and then at uh, the team they just beat the L.A. Rams. So, big, big couple weeks for them. It's it's good for them to see Jimmy G get back up and uh and and look a little bit better. He did the week before. He certainly looked healthier.
0: Well, um, I thought Chris Collinsworth did some really good. That was that was the Sunday night game, right? Yeah. Did, did some really good analysis where he was showing. The yeah, the ankle, and you know how he was throwing the ball, and he was kind of stepping out of his throws last week, and he compared it to how he looked last year. So there was some really good analysis there that that showed that you know he's just he's his his, his ankle's feeling better. So teams trending down. Who you got? Who's your team?
1: Uh, before we get to that big big revenge game for Jimmy G this week in New England, so look out for for Jimmy G on the revenge yeah. train. We
0: might we might hear more about that game later. <laughs>
1: So I'm uh trending down. I'm going on the flip side there. I I, I think they were my trending down team a couple of weeks ago, but it's the LA Rams. This is kind of like last week where I no no need to like sound the alarms here, but you know they're still the ninth-ranked team in in DVOA. They still have the fifth uh the fifth best DVOA offense and the 13th best DVOA defense, but um they're I mean they're just they're trending down to me. They're they're, they're 4-0 versus NFC East, okay? So the NFC East champs, they're and 3 versus everybody else. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's a problem. <clears throat> it is. I think that's a clear problem. I, I don't think they necessarily look bad. Again, this is not like, I'm just not going to hammer them, but they, they definitely are trending down for me. They were in that, I had them in that second tier. And I said last week that maybe they should be towards the bottom of that second tier. I'm not sure if they, if they, if they should stay there, but, um, I'm sorry, they're 0-2 versus everybody else. I said 0-3, but 0-2. So, uh, big game this week with the Bears. Maybe find out a little bit about both of them before they head to uh, to Miami, and then they get the Seahawks at home. So, you know, that's that's my trending down team. A chance to bounce back this week. They could get a good win at home versus the Bears, and, you know, maybe they're off this list. So, In a, world,
0: to to... In a world of young, inconsistent quarterbacks, there's two that come to mind. And I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you which one you'd rather have. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield?
1: Right now, I'd rather have Jared Goff. Um, are you fucking kidding me? No.
0: He doesn't throw the ball in the air.
1: I don't care. He doesn't throw it. He doesn't throw it to the other team as much as the other guy does.
0: All quarterbacks are throwing interceptions. I mean, you know Carson Wentz, who's been better, has like 14 interceptions or something. Not that many.
1: I think he's got 10, but still. You know. I think th- no one has as many as as cousins, but that's not that's not the point here
0: well because he threw through threw three more again in the first well, half in like the first week. half Baker's had three point
1: five percent interception uh percentage, and Jared Goff is all the way down at two point one so he's thrown four picks to Baker's six and he's attempted twenty more passes so
0: so you're going I, on I, record look- to say today. Right now, and this could change tomorrow. But today, yeah. right now, Lou Crocker would rather have Jared Goff than Baker Mayfield.
1: Can I? Can I have anybody else other
0: than? <laughs> no, it's, it's death yeah, is yeah, not I, an option, man. I'm giving you those two guys. Would you yeah, rather just- eat? Would you rather eat shit or cat piss? You know
1: <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I I'm kind of surprised at how how you know how's strident you are that that Baker's the right answer here I just don't think I I
0: haven't said the Baker's the right answer what I said is I'm not I'm not ready to give up on him yet I think you Uh, look at some of the things that have happened the different look that organization man has not done him any favors with coaching changes philosophy changes Stefanski has shown that he can put him into positions to be successful I think Nick Chubb being hurt has hurt that football team not to say that Kareem Hunt can't be the lead back, but I don't think they can do the things that they want to without Nick Chubb. So I'm not ready to say that he is the answer. I'm not ready to say that he's a Hall of Famer or anything yeah, like put, that. Yeah, put me on record right now. It's, it's, for me, it's
1: Jared Goff right now.
0: This is – for folks out there, this is the – this was at one point the king of the baker mayfield fan club luke wanted baker mayfield on the browns when nobody else did so yeah and i I didn't realize that he was just going to become a completely different player after his first year tough man like i said i'm gonna you know i don't i don't want to sit here and turn this into the water cooler into the browns into the browns podcast but that organization has not done him any favors and i think you can agree with that sure my team trending down is the Indianapolis Colts. They won. <laughs>
1: that's that's impressive to win and get the trending down. <laughs>
0: they won, but they did not look great. Now, Phillip Rivers, and I'll get to that in a second, he he played better, but they won. I was really high on that defense last week, and then they come out, and they're down 21 nothing at home against Cincinnati. Look, I think Joe Burrow's going to have a really good career. He's He's a really good player, but that Cincinnati team is just <sighs> – they're not very good. Like I said, Rivers played better. He had 371 yards. He had three touchdowns, but that team's four and two. They have some real questionable losses. Like we talked about, you know, Jacksonville's a questionable loss. The Browns may end up being a questionable loss. Who knows? And they have some close wins against some other teams. So, you know, they did deal the bears their only loss of the season. So I think that's one thing that's kind of giving them a little boost right now but I would say the Colts right now are trending down in my book
1: yeah not much to add there I mean you can't you can't go down 21 nothing versus that team you know I, I don't know if it makes a big difference whether it was home or on the road but it was it was good to see him come back and, and get the win but I thought, I don't know man it, is Rivers that much better than Brissett? I mean are, are we sure
0: uh, I don't know. I, it, I, it's funny that you asked that question because every time they show Frank Reich, uh, jo, Jacoby Brissett's standing right next to him, and I'm sitting there thinking, why don't they put Jacoby Brissett in the game? But, you, you know, last, last one I'm going to go back to, Blake Bortles just got cut. He's out there on the market, so I don't know if team's looking for a quarterback. I don't know if you want to see Blake Bortles in a Browns uniform, but, uh,
1: you know. He throws to their team too much, too.
0: Yes, he does. All right. No more brown stock. <laughs> top three teams after week six. And this is the good news, right? This week, we're recording a day later. So we did actually get an opportunity to watch the two Monday night game. Excuse me, the Monday afternoon game and the Monday night game. So there's a little bit of a full analysis here. Who you got in your top three this week?
1: We have a shakeup in the top three. So Green Bay gets trounced. Um, I don't normally like to overreact to stuff like that, but they proved right uh, in that game that they were not a top three team. Uh, so I actually have a new number three who was actually number two the week before, and that is Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um, I just dropped him down. We talked a little bit last week about how Lamar didn't – doesn't really look like Lamar. He wasn't great again on Sunday. No, and, and he didn't really need to be. That game is a little bit of – a little bit of fool's gold i don't think It it's really wasn't that close um i know that they had a two-point conversion attempt at the end of the game i just it never really felt in doubt No, if, it you're watching, if you're watching it and that might say more about the, the eagles than it does the ravens but uh you know, that's just a game where they just got a little time t- they, 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 they fell asleep yeah. that's it yeah, they, they fell, fell asleep. asleep at the wheel a little bit and so I, I this and this this is uh not a really a demotion for them but uh more of a promotion for the team that I got okay. at number two, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> um, the defense it, it is just it's just so good. Um, somebody – I I think I've heard somebody talking about that the last few weeks. Number one DVOA defense, the number one uh, EPA per play defense, number two in drop back EPA, number one in rush EPA. So it's hard to do anything versus these guys. Do you remember and, uh,
0: hearing anybody the last few weeks talking about that Tampa defense?
1: Hey, you'll get your time. What is this, a presidential <laughs> I'm debate? <laughs> I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> so, yeah, the defense there, I got, I, I got him up there to number two. I don't know if we'll ever see – I mean, he's definitely not going back to what he was, but if Brady can just, like, improve marginally, I think that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to see that team really, really take off. I mean, they're already on their way. I mean, they got to win on the road. They have, I'm pretty sure they have not won yet on the road. But I mean that that'll come. But yeah, Brady's sitting at fifteenth in the CPOA, EPA and CPOE composite. So there's room for improvement there too for him. So let's take a look at the schedule real quick just to see what's coming up. But yeah, I got him. I got him number two. Big game this week on uh, let's see, is that uh, Sunday night? They play the at at Las Vegas. Yep. So big game there. And then they play the Giants before they get the Saints and the Panthers. So a couple big weeks coming up for them with a little bit of a break in between there with. Uh, their old buddies, the New, or Brady's old buddies, the New York Giants, but and I got Kansas City at number one. I'm not moving them until you know. You talked about it. They had a, a you know were a candidate for the best win. That game was not as close as it appeared. No, a couple a couple of uh, Kansas, well, one Kansas City fumble, one that actually ended up not being a ended up being ruled down by contact. But um, that kept uh, that kept the other team in the game, and then uh, you know for some reason. They just couldn't convert on uh, some of those longer play or some of those third downs in uh, in the in the red area there, and so they had to kick field goals. I just don't think you'll see that much from from Kansas City going forward. Just not really what they do. They 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 tend to find a way to convert those. I also did hear an interesting stat though, which I think might be the way to go playing against them. Is that uh, McDermott, that Bills head coach, after said uh, and the presser said that he didn't really care that they were they were getting washed on the ground. You know, he said that we're not that they were letting them run, run the ball, but he said he didn't care. Their, their, their focus was to keep the ball on the ground. So they were, they were happy with them running it. You know, you just had to convert some more. You just have to convert more points if you're going to play that way with them. But you know, you want to slow those, you want to, you want to chew up clock while they're on, cause they're, they're going to go if they're going to be passing like that and throwing 80 yard bombs to, to Hill. And, you know, even, Kelsey or Hardman, you know, those guys, they score so quick, you know, that that's not optimal for you if you can't score that way. And no one else in the league can score that way. Maybe Seattle, but I don't think they can do it as consistently. So I think that that was a really interesting, they said, not that they were letting them, but they just said, we were happy that they were running the ball. So it gives them a better chance. But so that's, that's my top three there. KC one, Tampa two, Baltimore three. Let's hear you.
0: I think Troy Aikman has been listening to the podcast because he used, he stole my, he called the Kansas City receiving core a four by one hundred relay team. <laughs> so, I, thanks Troy, thanks for listening, friend of the show. Tier two, I always start a little bit with tier two. Seattle, Green Bay have been. In, Green Bay was actually my number one team last week, so they. I think I was a little premature on them, so I've slid them back into tier two. I've actually slid Buffalo out of tier two. The one thing I just want to say about Buffalo, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Josh Allen misses Stefan Diggs on long touchdown passes every single week. His accuracy, like I get it, it's better and you know, a lot of people talk great about him, meet me especially. But he needs to get better on deep balls if they're gonna take the next step. But tier two right now, Seattle, Green Bay, Buffalo out. Rams out I move them out and then I'm prepared next week to have whoever wins the Pittsburgh Tennessee game to move into tier two so I'm giving a little preview next week so right now my top three I got Tampa at number three back in the top three after a loss to the Bears on Thursday night look if the Bears continue to win that's that's not a bad loss anymore right so I think people are just a little uncertain with the Bears but you know Tampa's Back after a big win against Green Bay. They have a 55-point differential. You've talked about Brady and the defense, so I'm not going to really get into that, but that I got them at number three. Baltimore still at number two. They looked a little shaky in the second half versus Philly. KC's kryptonite for them a little bit, but they still have a 75-point differential through six weeks. I'd really like to see Lamar Jackson start to throw the ball a little bit more, especially to Hollywood Brown. That connection hasn't been there, I'm a little concerned about their big play ability outside of Lamar breaking long runs. I'm going to put them at number two right now, but I am starting to sour on them a little bit. They obviously have a big matchup with Pittsburgh looming, so we'll see how that goes. I think that'll dictate a lot. That's going to be a big matchup for the rest of the season. and I'm leaving Casey at number one. They beat Buffalo. They beat Baltimore. They're three and zero on the road. They're five and zero in the conference. They got a forty-eight point differential. They're still the champs, and they look like they're—I I don't want to use the word unbeatable because obviously Vegas beat them just last week. But they're never out of a game, and that is very dangerous. Especially, I believe you have called Pat Mahomes a magician. He is a magician. He makes plays.
1: I love when he breaks the pocket and he just like runs up to the line of scrimmage and then just scrapes, just scrapes all the way down the line of scrimmage towards the sideline until something just eventually opens Remember up. Remember, Baker used to do that. <laughs> I, I do. Back in 2018, before Jeez. he became who he is now. Man. But uh, but yeah, and that you just can't cover those guys for more than five. I mean. Five seconds is already a chore. Four four seconds. I mean, you're 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 screwed. You're screwed if you're going any longer than three seconds. And when he breaks the pocket, he just kind of trots out there, just calm, keeps his eyes down the field. And like you said, he, I mean, magi- he is a magician. He can throw from all of those platforms. So he can run. He's
0: not looking to run. He's always looking to throw the ball. You know, teams make mistakes because when they see him scraping like that, they they rush up. Come I mean, up. Yeah. I get it. You can't just let him. You know, pick up nine yards or whatever but there's the defensive coordinators are going to have to start to get a little their their linebackers a little bit and their you know db's a little bit more disciplined to kind of maybe even fake up a little bit and then come back i don't know but i'm keeping kansas city at number one let's transition let's transition to week seven a little bit of week seven preview week seven already right week seven already what are the games you're
1: looking forward to this week Looking like a much better, much better slate to the last couple of weeks than than the previous weeks, but uh, you know I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how uh, how the Panthers play the Saints on the road. There, we talked a little bit about them being a tough out right now. Chicago was able to get them last week at home, but New Orleans seems to let everyone in the game all the way all the way down to the line. But so it'll be interesting to see if, if they can play. I, I don't, I believe that uh, McCaffrey's not playing because they have a Thursday night game the next week, so no McCaffrey yet um but that 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 should be a good game i'm also really really looking forward to watching uh the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football <laughs> just kidding just kidding there uh but the Seahawks and Cardinals i'm not the division game the Seahawks got to be able to uh should be able to take care of business there um you know just just from Russ alone but the Cardinals did look good last night of course anyone looks good against that defense mm-hmm. And then I mentioned earlier that debt to revenge game there for Jimmy G heading to New England. But the, the game of the week for me is definitely Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Um, I'll be watching that one as much as possible. Hopefully the hopefully the Browns don't let it stay close enough so I can get away from it and watch the Steelers and the Titans. But um, And as you know, I took the Titans plus one and a half mm-hmm. at home, so looking forward to it. What are some of the games you're looking at? A
0: lot lot of the same. Uh, A couple different ones. I like the Packers at the Texans. That could be a fun game, high scoring. Looks like Houston has their mojo back a little bit now that they've gotten Bill O'Brien out of the building. Don't want to spend too much time on this. I know how you feel. Romeo had a questionable call in the fourth quarter where he went for two. They could have kicked the field goal and gone up by eight. He I goes, loved
1: it. I loved going for two. No, they
0: they lost the game because of it. Um,
1: you know, no, they lost the game because they let the other team go down and score a touchdown.
0: Right. That that's correct. But I think there's a lot more pressure on the team. You know, we're going to differ differ on this. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't. I hated it when he did it. So whatever. But the Texans look like they got their swag back a little. bit. I like. I'm looking forward to the Packers and the Texans. You talked about Seahawks and Cardinals, another high-scoring, fun game. Niners at the Pats. Can the Pats bounce back? Are the 49ers back in the mix a little bit? I think you know at that point they'll be closer to five hundred. There's maybe some opportunity for them to get back into the playoff race. Bucks at at the at Las Vegas on Sunday night. The Raiders have played well against good teams. Right? They they beat. New Orleans, they beat Kansas City. So how are they going to look against the Bucs? The Bucs are on the road. You already talked about how you thought they hadn't – I don't know this for a fact, but you thought they hadn't won on the road yet. So that could be a very interesting game. And then game of the week, Steelers at Titans. I was down on the Steelers. Their defense is for real. Their their pass rush is, is legit. I'm not as sold on their offense. I'm <laughs> – the Chase Claypool thing, I think the the whole Calvin Johnson comparison is a little bit premature on that. He's make certain, <laughs> yeah, he's certainly a good football player. I think if the Browns secondary Andrew Sendejo could make a tackle in the backfield, I mean that game just would have been completely different if the Browns defense wasn't as inconsistent as they are. But I'm looking forward to watching the Steelers play the Titans. Must win game of the week. Who who has to win in your eyes?
1: Quick note: Tampa is one and two on the road. They beat uh, they beat Denver the week that uh, Locke got hurt. Okay, okay, but uh, yeah. So my must win of the week for me, and I know you hate doing this, but it, it's the Cardinals at home versus the Seahawks. This is for playoff implications. You know, I know it's it's only week seven. There's a long way to go, but I think that you got to keep pace in the, in these division races. Yeah. You fall behind early, and it's big time trouble. They're already two games behind. Mm. Game and a half behind uh, Seattle, so this will go a long way for them. And they just they, you got to show you got to show something after. I, I know that they went down there and and kicked the tar out of the the Red Rifle led uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Jets the week before that, but coming off two losses ahead of that, so they I think this is a must win game for them and want to see something from from Kyler. He completed nine passes last night. Didn't really need much more than that, but I want to see a little bit more from them, especially in a matchup with uh, with Russ, where you know they're going to score. You mentioned a high scoring game; they have the highest total at Bet Online at like fifty six and a half. So, I might like the over there. But uh, but yeah, so a must win game for me is the Arizona Cardinals at home versus the Seahawks. Who you who you got? That's a good one. You know,
0: must win in the in the most traditional sense. You're looking strictly at you know, playoff positioning and things like that. You don't want Seattle to start to put that much distance between themselves and the rest of the division. That, that's a really good one. For me, I'm going with the Patriots at home versus the 49ers. That's a bad loss this week against Denver. Cam needs a bounce-back game. I talked about how they hadn't been 500 under 500 in October since 2002, If they lose to the 49ers, they'll be two and four. They haven't been two and four since 2000, and they went five and eleven. You know, I talked about signs of the of the dynasty being over as quickly as it started. I think if they lose the 49ers, that we can it's it goes beyond signs to being you know evidence that they're clearly in in a decline. So I'm optimistic that they're going to win at home against the 49ers but we'll see. I'd like to see a bounce back game from Cam. Let's talk fantasy. Who you like this week
1: as always? <laughs>
0: yeah, Jets.
1: Yeah, we're, we're 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 playing the Bills. We're playing mm-hmm. all our Bills because uh because the Jets are playing the Bills this week I, knew and I and
0: shouldn't have picked Josh Allen. <laughs>
1: team when your team plays the Jets, you get all your your players played. So Throw Allen out there, Digs, uh, both running backs, all of them. Uh, tight end Dawson Knox. Uh, who's the other? See, uh, Cole Beasley. All of them. Put them all out there. Troy Aikman loves Cole Beasley, huh? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> holy Jesus.
0: Uh, You want me to give my guys? I, yeah, Josh Allen is the one I wrote down against the Jets. I yeah. think he has a big day. He probably runs for a touchdown or two throws for a couple more, so I think he's going to have a lot of points. I like Ronald Jones. You talked about him. I like him against the Raiders. The Raiders are giving up 130 rushing yards a game. They're giving up 31 points per game. I like... Ronald Jones, it looks like Tampa's really going to feature him, going to give him high-volume touches. I think he's got the opportunity to go over 100 yards and maybe one or two scores every week now, except if they get inside the one, because you know what happens when they get inside the one. Uh, Brady gets the rushing touchdown. And my last guy is is Kenny Galladay against Atlanta, second-worst defense in the NFL. It should be a shootout. Stafford was looking for Galladay last week. I I like Kenny against uh, the Atlanta defense.
1: Fades. Um, yeah, fades. Josh Jacobs uh, just talked That's about.
0: But I got. <laughs> just,
1: just spent an hour talking about uh, Tampa Bay's rush defense. Yep. And um, another one would be uh, Philip Lindsay. I know he had a nice game. And uh, Kansas City's not the greatest rush defense. Is but, Melvin um,
0: Gordon going to be back this week?
1: I'm not sure. Okay. But it, 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 whichever one it is, I mean, Kansas Whoever. City has a 27. Yeah. They have uh, the 27th rush DVO defense, but don't don't play them. I mean, that's a 10 and point spread there. It's, they're going to be scripted out, maybe some PPR play, but I, I'm not interested there. Who are you fading?
0: Yeah, so three weeks in a row I've gone the running back playing Tampa, probably moving forward. I won't do that anymore. But Tampa's yards per attempt has gone up. They were down around 2.4 last week, and now they're, they're still the lowest, but they're up to three yards uh, per carry. So – Josh Jacobs against Tampa, and then A.J. Brown against the Steelers. You know, the Steelers have a really good pass rush. They're only giving up 18 points per game. I think you saw the Browns last week when the Steelers can get to the quarterback, you know, and pressure them that now all of a sudden the running backs and the tight ends start getting the targets because the the quarterback's looking to get bailed out a little bit there. So I think A.J. Brown potentially does not have a good game against the
1: Steelers on Sunday. Streaming options. What do you got for streaming options? So I like uh, Matt Stafford at Atlanta. Atlanta's got the 30th DOA, DVOA pass defense, and he looked uh, he looked pretty good last week against the Jags. And then uh, also I'm going with, uh, with Herbert again. Herbert Jacksonville's got the worst pass defense, and uh, they're giving up a ton of points in Herbert. I don't think he's got a game under 20 fantasy points yet. So I'm going with Herbert and Stafford.
0: I'm going with Travis Fulgham. He's still available. In 60% of leagues, if you don't have Travis Fulgham, you got to take him. Three straight weeks with a touchdown, 46 points combined the last three weeks in standard leagues. So if you need some receiving help, especially with bye weeks coming up and things like that, you know is going to be throwing a lot every single week. So take Travis Fulgham, pick him up. The other guy I like moving forward, especially in PPR leagues, is J.D. McKissick. Three straight games, he has at least six catches and 40 yards. So in a PPR league, that's 10 points a game. Five weeks are coming up. You have an opportunity to get 10 extra points uh, off your bench. Who you got? You got any Survivor League picks this week? Yeah, why don't you give me yours first? So I gave you India at home against Cincy last week. There was never a doubt in my mind with that one. They had that thing wrapped up pretty early. We, we weren't worried at all when they were down 21 nothing. This week you're going to be shocked with what I'm giving you this week. Eagles at home against the giants. There's no reason why you should not have you, or why you should have used the Eagles already. So take them at home against the giants. Probably the best opportunity you have for them. One of the best opportunities you have for them to get a win moving forward. And I like the Chargers at home against the Jags. I think those are two really good ones for
1: you for teams that you should still have available. Yeah. Just another one that you might have available. i not sure why you would have picked them up, but Dallas, I know they're on the road, but playing Washington, I, I think that, you know, another week of practice with Dalton in there, they'll be they'll start to feel a little more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I think you'll just see a, a little bit different team. So
0: no faith in riverboat, Ron and Kyle Allen.
1: No, no. Also, um, just don't forget this is this is a, f- a fade pick here because anytime I make a pick on a survivor, you know it's not going well. So yeah, I, I can't remember you. who I, I can't remember who I picked last week, but I think I think going into last week I was three and two. So
0: I'm gonna say you won last week. Let's just go. <laughs> We're gonna go with the benefit of the doubt. All right. That's it for the NFL. We're gonna transition into college football. You know, God bless America. The Big Ten is finally back this weekend. Every major SEC and ACC team has lost at this point except for Clemson and Alabama. Notre Dame, I, technically they're in the ACC, I guess, even though that's just a sham because of COVID. But Notre Dame didn't lose. They only beat Louisville 12-7. to seven. That was an absolute barn burner that led to my feel-lucky pick of the week with uh, Pitt, with the Pitt Panthers. But the college football officially starts Friday night at 8 o'clock with Illinois at Wisconsin. of the top 25 is entering the fold this weekend. This is where it really starts to get interesting. Games that I want to watch this weekend, not all Big Ten. Uh, Number 23, NC State at number 14, North Carolina for our ACC fans. Obviously, Carolina laid an egg last week and got beat by Florida State, but... You know, there's an opportunity for them to bounce back. That's the noon game on ESPN. Number 17, Iowa State at number six, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's the only undefeated team in the Big 12. That's the 3:30 Fox game for the Big 12 fans out there. For teams that love spread offenses and hate defense, uh, them number nine, Cincinnati Bearcats at the number six Ohio. Give yeah. us some love. Yeah, at SMU, number 16, another ranked matchup. That's the nighttime game. That's 9 o'clock on ESPN, too. That's going to be a good one. I think that's going to be on a lot of TVs. And then, you know, guys, come on. Fans, folks, friends, family. The games everybody has been waiting for. The number five Ohio State Buckeyes play Nebraska at home. That's at noon on Fox Ohio State minus 27 on betonline.ag I'd probably take that game. I think a lot of people aren't happy with Nebraska right now just how they handled COVID and all that. So I think Ryan Day's still pissed off about, you know, the loss to Clemson. I think Ohio State's going to come out and they're going to try to prove a point. I mean, in a shortened season, they're number 5. Some of these teams ahead of them potentially won't lose, so they got to do some things. And then the game of the week, come on. Everybody knows. Game of the week. Number 18, Michigan. Integrity U. At number 21, Minnesota. Row the boat, University. The nighttime game of the week. 7.30 on ABC. University of Michigan Wolverines. Minus three road favorite week one. We're jacked. We're pumped. Cats and comeback. Jim Harbaugh. Leading the Integrity U Wolverines against the Roadboat University. You got oh, anything on college gosh. football this week?
1: No, excited to watch the Big Ten get back. Uh, you know, I think Ohio State's actual competition in the conference, Penn State plays Indiana at 3.30 on FS1. That should be, uh, you know, Penn State should handle them. Only, uh, I believe it's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So, But that should be a pretty good game. And I'm excited to watch Ohio State, see what they got. I'll probably watch about a half of it. It should be over by then, like you yeah, said.
0: They're going to be up forty-two to nothing. At <laughs> a half lot time. of people
1: happy with Nebraska, but
0: yeah, I'm ready. So Big Ten's back, folks. Get ready. Last but not least, I'm going to slide something in there. Baseball talk. The World Series. <laughs> it's it's just a, you, you guys got to see the video, Luke. I looked like Luke was about to throw up when I said <laughs> that. I'm about to give you some props right here i was gonna say i i picked this world series the dodgers right? and the rays are in the world series now you picked this but i think from now on when we do preseason previews your segment should be called chalk talk because all you do is go chalk you did it in ncaa at march madness last year even though it didn't happen you know you are the chalk what talk happened? you are the chalk talk king so they're chalk for a reason I'm going to give you the, a little bit of props on this, and I'm just going to ask you one question. World Series starts tonight when we post this tomorrow. Game one will already be over, so this could be wrong, whatever. Are you still going with the Dodgers to win the World Series, or, or has your opinion through the first couple series changed your mind? Do you still like the Dodgers to win the World Series, and in
1: how many games? I do. I do like the Dodgers to win. I think it's just – we. Clayton Kershaw can't keep being this bad in and this many postseasons just over and over and over again. So I'm I'm sticking with him. I think he's going to pitch games one, four, and seven because I think it's going seven. Uh, Tampa Bay's really good though. Okay, um, <clears throat> very well managed. Their uh, their offense is is pretty insane as is as is the Dodgers, uh, but they uh, they'll work your pitcher. So it'll be interesting to see the pitch counts for for the starting pitchers. Uh, are the Dodgers, but yeah, I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with the Dodgers to, to to win it in seven.
0: I picked the Dodgers to win as well, but I'm changing. From what I've seen from Tampa Bay, I really like them. I, they just feel kind of like this is their year a little bit. I know they let Houston come back on them, uh, but I'm going to go against the grain, and I'll probably be wrong. I'm going to go against the grain, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay in six. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget, we are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. We're available anywhere. Just Google the name, the water cooler at WC Sports Pod, and we'll show up. We are also available and brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Already 340 shows. When we started this thing back with them two months ago, they had 317 shows. So we're continuing to grow with this great podcast network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. You can check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And we, as always, we are presented by BetOnline.ag bet online your online sports book experts with that we love you and enjoy your lives
1: that's still four for king james haters somebody (laughs) suck me